frequently in life we have subtle dysfunction and imperfect circumstances. Think of a child who is not being optimally successful in school, educationally, socially. But the basic rhythm of school is working for him. So we just let it slide. We might have irritating self-doubt. Are we doing the right thing with this child? Vexing questions. Can I do more? Am I derelict? But all of those doubts are sublimated by the basic functional rhythm. It's working. Until one day, things implode. There is utter dysfunction. There is no more rhythm. Say the child is thrown out of class indefinitely. There's destruction. There's chaos, which forces us to rethink and re-strategize the whole approach. And ultimately, we come up with something better, something that is superior to what was, a more perfect take two. So in a sense, the meltdown, the implosion, when things weren't totally not working anymore, what were, was a, a blessing in disguise, which forced us to make a better remodeling. I posit that this basic structure, template, is relevant to our story of the model. When we appreciate that throughout last week's Parsha of Beratius, there was much dysfunction, imperfect behavior, Adam and Chavo with the Eitz Hadas, Cain kills Hevel, and sibling rivalry rears its ugly head. There is Avodah Zarah, there is the inception of idolatry with Daranosh. There is domestic abuse in the Lamech story. All of these sordid, ugly tales. But somehow the world continues to function. It is only when we have the utter chaos of Dar Hamabel, the generation whose behavior was out of whack, the rampant promiscuity which they engaged in, the pervasive thievery Hashem had to destroy the world. Well then... After the destruction of the world, we have the promise of going back to square one, of Noah, the new patriarch of mankind, making a purer and more pristine world than existed before the Dar HaMabel. The promise of starting from scratch. Let's develop this theme by studying the verse the Pasuk in last week's parasha describing Noach's birth and Noach's name. The Pasuk says, Vayikra Shmo Noach, he was called Noach from the word Yenachamenu, which means either settling or a change of perspective for the positive. Why so? Because his father understood or foresaw presciently this child is going to bring a positive change 
from the depressed state of our handiwork, working the earth which Hashem had cursed. It was an accursed earth, which brought about a depressed state of gardening. It was hard to garden that earth. Well, this child is going to bring about a positive change, as Rashi explains in Noah's days. The plow was invented, Noah invented the plow, so his father foresaw this and therefore called him Noah from the word Yenachamein. Now, this name, Noah, reflecting the creation of the plow and that it would not be so difficult to work the earth, is seemingly peculiar, seemingly strange. Does it really describe the essence of Noah? Noah the great savior of mankind who perpetuated the human project after the marble. Noah, the great selfless tzaddik who took care of all animal life with Mesiris Nefesh. Everything about Noah, is it reflected, is it captured by the plow? by the mechanical contribution of easing farm work? The the plow, the invention of the plow would seem to be a peripheral side point in his life. And yet as his name, it is somehow capturing his essence and the core of his contribution. How so? Well, the key is to understand context. What is that reference? Two, the oppressed state of handiwork. It's the depressed state of handiwork working the earth until Noah invented the plow. That is unmistakably a reference to the curse after the eight tatas. That due to Adam's culpability when he ate the eight tatas, Hashem used the very same language that the earth is going to be cursed. And hence, it's going to be difficult to work the earth. As the Pasuk says, The earth will be cursed. You will be depressed in working it. Utilizing the same exact terms of our Pasuk. Arur and Itzvon. So the plow of Noah was actually reducing the curse of Adam HaRishon, which is very significant. I would argue more than simply a mechanical contribution, a farm life contribution. It symbolizes Noah's role as the new father of mankind. He is going to be a better Adam HaRishon. He is hopefully going to be successful where Adam failed, going to father a better mankind, as symbolized by the fact that he is reducing the impact of Adam's hate. The plow here is symptomatic of his role as a Masakin Ched Adam Harishan, as a better patriarch of mankind. It is iconic of the entire promise of Noah as this new patriarch and his role to recreate the world on a better footing. So here we have in front of us, in the very name and persona, Noah, the idea we began with, 
that Noach's role was not simply to bring the world back to pre-Dar Hamabel state, bring us back to a world pre the banana republic type of rampant thievery and promiscuity of that generation. No. Following the destruction of the Mabel, there was now a cleaned slate, a clean stage with possibility to now improve the world in its entirety, improve humanity in its entirety, and really reset everything to be an autumn take two and a human race take two. So let's apply this idea to our own lives. When we have frustrating, not only disappointment, frustrating falls from grace. Think about in the context of a relationship when when one is snubbed by their partner, snubbed by their spouse, and they feel like a loser. But in fact, this breakdown can be the impetus for taking from the root to get things going again, recognizing we're in an impasse, we're in a place of dysfunction. There's a marble of sorts here. Things have been destroyed. Things are dysfunctional. This can be the impetus to make things better than they ever were. The present model ain't working, so the circumstances force us to go back to the drawing board. And if we do this right, be Masak kind of make things better than they ever were. I would therefore posit in a certain sense, the breakdown is actually an opportunity. You can almost think of the destruction, the breakdown of any failure in life as actually infusing the situation with the aura of wiping a slate clean, shedding one imperfect, failed state of being, which is allowing another one to develop. So the destruction is part of the process of construction. It is really setting the tone, a tone of change. And this will become even more powerful when we dig one level deeper into the Pusik we began with, the Pusik about Noah's naming and birth. When we are told, this child will bring about change from the depressed state of our farm work. Because it is interesting to note that this Pusik is not an isolation. It unmistakably cross-references with another Pasuk in Parshas Bratius in that very time period, describing the circumstances of Mabel when Hashem is threatening to destroy the world. And the Pasuk says, Hashem had a change of perspective regarding man, and he felt distressed about it, Kiviyachal. Here we have the same two words, yinachem and itzavon, change and depression, describing Hashem's destruction of the Mabel on one hand. 
utilized, on the other hand, to describe the birth and persona of Noach. The coincidence is too great. Usage of the same language, of the same two expressions, Nechama and Itzavon, describing on one hand the destruction of Mabel, and on the other hand, describing the Savior from that destruction. It, that here, the divine author is provoking us through his reverberations of language to see on one hand Hashem's change yinachem towards a place of depression in the marble in the, neg- in the negative caricature of the marble there is a yinachem change towards depression but on the other hand we have a change towards leaving behind depression in the birth of Noach. Somehow these two, Nechama change towards depression on one hand and away from depression on the other hand, are intended to fuse in this narrative. The interpretation is as follows. The spirit of change, of rejecting status quos at the time of the Mabel, which on its most basic level was destructive. Hashem was rejecting the status quo of a world, Hashem, Adam, and it was a change from the status quo working towards the depressed state of Mabel. Well, that change also provided an opportunity. The change, the destruction, the shedding of status quo with the promise to build things up from scratch again. To take the spirit of of change and utilize it in terms of change from the ground up to remake this thing, to remake this thing called the world, to remake this thing called the human race, to build a better world and a better humanity than there ever was. Behachrach, necessarily, the status quo is not working. So here we have the promise to make it better than it ever was before, utilizing the spirit of change, the spirit of Nechama, of the destruction of the world and the aura of rejecting a status quo, to infuse promise and opportunity towards creating a better reality. So here, while on the face of it, the, spirit, the aura of change at the time of the deluge, at the time of the Mabel, was a change towards depression, towards Mabel, was on the other hand, a creating the possibility of what Noah represents, a change to work, to walk away from that depression. The spirit of change inherent in a destruction can actually be the promise to kickstart things in an entirely new positive direction. 
So here we have modeled in the story of Noah as it comes together when we listen attentively to all the textual reverberation and echoes and know how to read the music. Here we have a very powerful model for how to make opportunity in failure, how to take real loss, painful loss in life, projects fail on us, relationships blow up in our face, rejections, all of that stuff can actually be the impetus for something very, very positive. When circumstances force us to recognize the present status quo cannot continue. This subtle dysfunction that we somehow lived with and allowed to endure under the radar, well, it ain't working anymore. It's not going to continue anymore. Well, now we can change things entirely from the ground up. Every situation in life, even disappointment and failure, can be an opportunity for growth, development, and ultimately taken.